Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing, Yes, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yes, and we've got great news That's for everyone. Right. I got Yes. Do you know what that news is, Ed? Let's hear it. Love is the antidote. Love is the antidote with Dr. John Waterhouse. Love is the wonder drug. No matter what the question, love is the answer. No matter what the problem, love is the solution. Fear is something that our mind is made up and is therefore unreal. Love is our true reality. On today's episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that the love we give is given to ourselves. And in the second segment, Dr. John Waterhouse vaccinates us with today's daily word, protected. Wow. Wow. Ah. Should we start with some breaths? Yes, we got some really good, uh, yep, breaths. If you find yourself feeling down, oh, feeling disconnected from that loving exuberance of, of life, that joy. Yeah, you feel like you're starting to get weighed down by the blanket of the news of the world. There are some great gurus out of Detroit, I believe, that came from. No, wait. No, they were from uh, Jersey. No, Massachusetts, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I thought they're from Detroit. No, Massachusetts, folks. Interesting. Yes, I have to take a moment to breathe that in. So these Massachusetts-based gurus, not to be confused with the Puritans, who are also based in Massachusetts. I see. They were these were one town over. Yes. 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 And they they uh. Are we going to sing it, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, Although, let's it's, just take a breath to clear our mind. Okay. Just, just, this is a great way to remind ourselves to just drop all of our defenses and our stories. And, and remind, just rise. And that love is the antidote. We just got to elevate, get a higher perspective. The Reverend um, Eric Butterworth always said, right, get the view from the top. Many the great teachers have top. said that. Yes. Just get a higher view on things. And these guys agreed, I believe. Yes. So let's take a breath. <laughs> Love is an elevator. It lifts me up when I'm going down. <sighs> Love is an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It lifts me up when I'm going down. Love is an elevator. It lifts me up when I'm going down. I like the way you tailed off, just like the original members of Aerosmith would, would do with That's that. That's right. Now they know who those gurus were. That's right. Steven Tyler. No no less than Steven Tyler. So let's kick it off with the reading that yes. you um, read to me this oh, morning. You know, we also had this. But I know. We'll see if we get to it. We'll I don't see. even remember okay. what it was at this point. But this morning I woke up and I was in a bit of a funk. I was not um, feeling too energized. I was feeling rather like kind of like a depressed feeling where I... I just wanted to just lay there and um, I started, you know, I did my morning routine of reading, meditating, getting into some affirmative prayer. And it was still kind of like, it was not really kicking me into that like God consciousness, that awareness of that loving awareness, but I was meditating and it really it like, I had a one moment where it really came clear to me that the only reason I was feeling the way I was feeling was because of the thoughts I was having. And it's, it was such a simple awareness. But in that moment, the difference between that thought and thinking like I had to fix a bunch of things before I could feel better. So I was really aware that the, the, the emotions are being generated by what the stories are that are going inside of me. And then it got clear, like I was judging myself as like not a real teacher. And see, I teach special education. I teach um, moderate to severely disabled kids right now and I've uh, or kids with moderate to severe disabilities and I um, I've been in this field for a long time and I realized there was this there's been an underlying judgment uh, that active has been active in my awareness at times about not being a real teacher and uh, it's funny because no matter what when that belief is active which is really not being very loving with myself which is not in alignment with love no matter what I do no matter how much good I do like it doesn't, it has, it doesn't register within me in those moments, right? Because I'm not feeling, I'm out of alignment with the, with the, I'm not receiving that love. And I'm not, I stop, I, when I'm feeling that way, it's like I stop expecting the good to come. I stop, you know, I just get out, out of sync. And then I started affirming a few things. I started getting in the flow. And that's when Daryl, uh, and I got my day started. I started Zooming with the kids. I just, Everything was rolling along, and then Daryl sent me this reading. Yes, and it really because we, um, we never we never hammered know. it home. We never know what the readings. We think we know what the readings are going to be because we plan the shows in advance loosely. We know we get inspired with a topic. Yes, and we knew it was going to be love is the antidote. Right, we know who our guest is, or okay, this is perfect. Right, for John right. Waterhouse, and then um by the time Thursday rolls around, we've done a lot of morning routines since the day we. We're inspired about the show until the day we actually do the show. But that's where we also have gotten into a very healthy habit of allowing ourselves to be flexible, uh, allowing God to have free play in our lives, not just in our day, but in regards to everything, including the podcast. That's right. And because the beauty of this podcast and why we love doing it is because it really reminds us of what's real. It's really like it gives a focus to our week. It's there's the selfish purposes behind it, which is we want to you know we utilize this to help remind us and make yes. everything clearer for ourselves. So if the if the focus shifts at the last moment, because that was one of the thoughts that went through my mind when I wasn't feeling good today was 
how am I going to do a show on love is the antidote when this is the way I'm feeling? And funniest thing, because things unfolded that way, it actually made the show clearer for yes. me about what we were going to talk about. So um, just to re, um, yes. reinforce this whole idea, I love the line in our description that says, fear is something that our mind has made up and therefore is therefore unreal. Yes. And if you really think about it, I was thinking about that in the shower this morning, I'm going, you know, that is so true. Because, you know, the, the thoughts yes. of I'm not good enough as is. Right. And then, you know, if <laughs> what follows is more uh, thoughts along those lines. Yes. And I realize I am making this stuff up. And love is the only reality because love is always there. Lori and I were talking about how even seemingly negative things that occur in life, in, in the world even, right. they're always temporary. Right. You know, and it always gets back to peace. And this morning... And it's always just seeing a small fragment a of small fragment when we feel that way. So this is from October 15th. It's one of the books we read. It's called Touchstones, a book of daily meditations for men. But, you know... Anyone can use them. Yeah. You don't have to be a man to like this. Uh what lies before, and this is from today, October 15. Oh, actually, this woman gives the quote at the top, Maxie Dunham, which is a great quote. She goes, we know about remorse and death, but do we know about hope and life? I believe in life after birth. Nice. Yes. And it says, get it? Life after birth. What lies before us today is an unpainted picture. There are many possibilities for events to take a good turn. This, too, is part of the package, but we must believe and affirm that good things in order. We must believe and affirm the good things in order to accept them. When our only expectations are pain and trouble, they probably will be our only experiences. However, when we have faith that a better life is possible, we open ourselves to receive it. I live with hope for the possibilities and accept the good things that come my way. That's the important thing, because when we're in fear, actually, the more when I'm in fear, the more good I do, the worse it feels oh. because the fear is resisting so much good. Go ahead. You got me excited because when you were telling the story about how you felt this morning, which my yes. head can drop into at any moment. Right. As well. Right. And that's why we're so, we, Ed and I and a couple of our other friends, we're always some point within every day we're calling, I mean, during a, any conversation, every single day, one of us will say to the other, whether it's Kirk, our friend in Germany who really lives by this, you know, applies this stuff in his life. Right. And none of us apply this stuff because we're virtuous saints. No, we apply this stuff because if we don't, our emotional ship gets sunk. I got to say, because a lot of people have misused that word saint in that way. Yeah. But the saints were the people That's who had right. to apply this stuff and were just the people yes. who were willing to apply it. Yes. So in a really way, we are saints because we're just, it's not, but it's, I know what you're saying. It's not yeah. because we're like, ah, like, a, you know, like we're just, it feels once, I think once you've glimpsed through it, through yes. the veil of fear and seen how good life can be and life really is yes. and it like any when you when i after i've woken up enough times going oh my god i was thinking that to look all along i was supported it starts to become like imperative for us to like get back onto the beam of the love beam. as quickly as possible and it really is a beam and faith which i love the secular definition which is joyful expectancy yes 
And uh, faith really pulls us back into it. And yes. that, so what we usually end up saying to each other is the thing we always say at one point during the day is, thank God for this stuff. Thank God for these readings. Right. Right? We're yeah, always thank, saying, thank God for these people who take the time to write this stuff you know, down oh and my share God. their experiences. Because, you know, and it goes all the way back to the great teachers, Jesus, Buddha, all of them. Thank God for these people yes. because um, it really works. And when you were telling that story, it reminded me, you know, for a long time, and it could drop into yes. my mind at any time, uh -huh. is um, I get, it's this belief I got as a little boy. I don't know where I got it, but I believed it wholeheartedly. And that was, I'm not good enough as is. Right. And for some reason... I don't know where I picked it up, but when by there's a whole lot of places. Yeah. I always have to reach. I always have to say whatever you say that I can't. I don't know where I got. I always go look around, man. There's a million places you could have picked that up. There's a lot of other people well, believing the same thing, and yeah, some of them are on stages, looking like they have it all together, but behind the, the scenes, they're still thinking that. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So uh, to to make a long story short, this feeling when I felt because I wasn't good enough as is, yes. then I, I never, like people would say, well, just believe in yourself, have faith in yourself. But by not believing I was good enough as is, I'm like, I can't believe in myself. So, yes. I, so as I was always trying to figure out through fear, That's right. you know, how should I act? What should I say? You know, in order to be liked right. and accepted. All that calculating and I know that feeling so well. And it puts you at a great disadvantage because I felt like a fraud and I didn't know why. I felt like a fraud because I thought I was a phony, but I felt like a fraud because I was abandoning myself. That's right. And one of the things you were saying about teaching, when I didn't feel good enough as it, because I just had this like uh, light bulb go off in my head when I got us our slices of pizza before the show. Right. So... I was just like, you were saying this example, when I don't feel good enough as is, nothing I have, nothing within my life is good enough as that's is. That's right, that's right. But for a long time, like when I was a kid, I got the, a 1970 Camaro. I mean, when I was, it was 1980, so it was 10 years old. With, and this car was fine when I got it. It was perfect. Right. But because I didn't feel good enough as is, right. I didn't think the Camaro was good enough as is. Right. So I started to fix it up. And when you're fixing things up, it, when you don't feel good enough as is, right. trust me, it only, I only made this Camaro worse. This Camaro went from a fine looking automobile uh -huh. to me trying to make it better than it was right. to try to live there. To the point where when my friends would see me drive into the Clifton High School lot, I said that for the benefit of Michelle Kastner, I see she's watching. Uh, when I would drive into the Clifton High School lot, my buddies would go, here comes Fizarro. 007, James Bondo. James it, Bondo. Because it had so much Bondo auto body filler on it. And I was thinking, nothing about me is good. I hate everything. And then this this whole memory came back to me because when I was getting our pizza, right. I was looking, I got a Honda Civic, folks. Yes. You know, I mean, this is not, you know, a hot rod. But I love this car. Yeah. I love my car. Yes. And I was opening up the trunk to put the pizza in. I go, this car, I didn't need to fix up. I love it stock. From the factory. Right. And I'm going, man, I love this stuff. Because when we, this proves that love is the great reality, but it really starts within. Yeah. And when we're, and that's why the morning routine is so important. Because really what we're doing in the morning before, instead of rushing into our day. Right. Full of fear, doubt, and worry. We're taking the time 
to be kind and loving to ourselves yeah. just by the act. Even if you think when you're reading these spiritual books, well, I'm not really, am I getting this? Right. Am I really meditating? You know, yes, because just the fact that you're taking the time to do it subconsciously, you're reinforcing, I love myself. I care about myself. And even if I feel bad in the morning, you know, just like the reading says, Ed, look, at it's afternoon. You're high as a kite. You were yes. high like an hour after that revelation. That's, even. Right. You know, that's right. It didn't like, take long. No, that's the great thing about getting into this practice. It it changes. We, we don't stay in that place as long or as frequently as we used to. No, it's about willingness and yes. receptivity. And as soon as that all we do is all I do is work on my willingness, my receptivity to see the good and Another bus of full of good, you know, cheer is going to come soon. Even if I think I missed it, another one's coming. As I, I just happened to go because we we had oh, written um, down this this reading from last week. Like we said, when we first started we getting forget, the idea, we forget yeah. We're... So we we got the idea for the show. I saw this reading. I put it down in the script. That, you know, our script is not. Obviously, the words that we're saying are not scripted. I don't Let know if that's obvious. What the script is. Our script is more of this an is outline. Our, this is our script. Yeah, for the people on Facebook, that uh, you can go to Facebook Live and see the script. It's it, more of an outline it just tells about the show. It's not so much yeah. the, the show is scripted. But um, so we had this reading from Emmett Fox around the year October 13th, and it it um, goes. It's called tackling the bugbear, and it says when this when what seems especially difficult or when what seems an especially difficult problem or a great emergency presents itself, many students of truth start by thinking, this is very serious, and then proceed to brace themselves mentally for a supreme effort and plan to pray exceedingly hard in order to meet that difficulty. All this is quite wrong. It simply builds up the problem into something far bigger than it was originally. Kind of like with your car, right? Like. Yeah. There might have been a even, little something. Yes. I was even thinking about Mr. French, too. Yes, we got another this some is, other examples. The right attitude, the one that brings victory, is to think God can and will solve this problem. Instead of speaking the word from the low altitude of fear and limitation and trusting to effort to magnify the Lord, stop thinking of the problem altogether and rise in consciousness. Having now attained a higher level, speak the word gently from that level and your problem will be solved. For the word of God is quick and powerful. I mean, that's what happened to me. My whole day turned around so quickly. And then that reading came at the perfect time. And I could, and it, you know, it's, uh, I think it's Butterworth that we always talk about this. Treat the concern yes, not the rather condition. than the condition. So treat the part of our mind, my mind first, that's making that condition seem like such a big concern. Yes. Let go, remind myself how supported I am. Remind, remind I was thinking about what you're saying too about believing in ourselves. If we believe that our self is um, sort of uh, lacking, small, powerless, then then saying believe in yourself. Oh, it was a nightmare. Is, it was a, a death nightmare, sentence right? when adults told me that. So like <laughs> when we do this stuff, when I do this stuff, I reestablish who myself really is, that I am one with this yes. abundant power that's always, yes. it's like I'm not even thinking about myself no, more anymore. No, it's the capital S self, I, yeah, God self. When I'm teaching and I'm in that kind of a zone, all I'm thinking about is my students and how wonderful they are. How do I bring them out? You know, like, how do I shine light on that? How do yes. I encourage them to take that next step? I'm not thinking about, uh, wow, me, 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 like this is, look at me, everyone. Wow. No, I'm not even thinking about that, uh, about that at all. all I'm, 
enjoying the flow of God flowing through me, of life flowing through me, of those ideas coming to me and watching the reading yes. arrive at the perfect moment, getting excited about how the show is going to be Person today. Person shows up at the perfect yeah. moment. Real quick story. Yeah, Edith, about Mr. French. Yeah. Well, we got, oh, we got Mr. Else? French, but this is just popped in because oh, okay. you're saying <laughs> things pop up at the right moment. Yeah, 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 let's well, you it. know, this, everything's been a little different the past six months, you know, to say the least. Yeah. And, especially, you know, in our downtown Culver City, which is like Mayberry RFD. It's nothing like the rest of L.A. It's like a little town, a little town center. What's RFD, by the way? That's what, if you had a rural mailbox. Oh, okay. it's I guess instead of a zip code, rural route or something okay. like that. Got it. Maybe Maybe John Waterhouse or something. something. But what I'm trying to say is for six months, we usually, when we would get our coffee, we'd see the local cops. And it's funny because they they look like Flintstone. They look like the cops in a Hanna-Barbera Flintstone episode because they're that shape. At least the way we look at it. Yeah, Yeah. we always see them as these joyous characters and yeah we've had we've talked about them before one of them turned out we we said hello to one of them and one of them actually was reading the articles that i write in the newspaper and sharing them with the other guys on the police force yes there's a lot of little funniest things around these guys but we haven't seen them in six months in so, so yeah, six months. the other day i'm going to ed as soon as we popped up from the parking to walk over to uh wait, wait wait no because i was leaving school that's right and you were like do i take a nap or do i go get coffee with you and i and then we start talking about Maybe we'll see the cops. cops. We haven't seen them in so long. We and then won't. I even saw two SUVs go speeding by That's with right. the sirens on. I said, there's the cops already. And they went flying by. Then we, we parked but, in City Hall. And then we got, and then we started and, and walking And I was out. like, I hope we see them. And we both, without saying it, we both thought of the same exact His name's cop. John Purnell, right? Yeah. John, yeah. And he's a great uh, person. We love talking to him. But yeah. We, yeah. So we were both talking about him. John Purnell. Without even knowing, we were talking about the same guy. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, it'd be great to see him. I went, well, they'll show up again. We sit at an outside table at Starbucks. This is six months. We have this. So we have, we've been doing this for six months, going to Starbucks, doing it. We haven't seen these guys at all. As soon as we sit down, we look in the direction of City Hall and who's crossing the light? Officer the, Purnell. The exact guy. So the two of us are like, there yes! he is! Oh and, my God. And because we're in LA, I noticed that two people at the tables around us, we were outside, mind you. They looked up as if like we saw celebrities. A celebrity. Like they had, I could tell they were like, wow, who, who do they see? Yeah. And they looked over there and it's just like, uh, you know, it's a police officer in his, right? He was, they, he's not like in his full uniform, but he's always standing over there. And it was just so great because our joy was so high because we had just been talking yes. about the way. Like, that's the other thing. When we practice this stuff and prepare for the good, it's not just the good that ha- – it could be finding a penny on the ground and it says, in God we trust, and you were just thinking that thought. Yes. But what it does is give this feeling of connectivity also on yes. top of seeing John Purnell. It's like, yes. this stuff is amazing. Divine How order. Mind is, when we align yes. with it and express it, it just – things happen in amazing ways. It reinforces the fact that, look, guys, we're saved. You're loved. That's what these connecting yeah, dots. Another, it's thing. not just like a random, scary world that uh, can't be trusted. Hang on, what happened to our light source? Uh, for those of us listening through the podcast, um, we just had a well, our we lighting have, go out. That's, well, that's okay. okay. Listen, here's the other little story Ed helped me with on Saturday. So, if you listen to our previous episode, or if you watched us on Facebook Live last week, yes, last week. On Thursday, little Mr. French, our station manager, which is actually my little chihuahua mix. Yes. This guy, who's probably about 14 or 15, but he's very much alive in spirit. Right. He uh, woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a lot of bleeding when he was urinating, and I was up every hour with him. Right, right. 
So uh, it did not look good. But, uh, you know, everyone said prayers. We sent in a request to the silent unity. Yes. I could not get an appointment on Thursday. The soonest appointment was Monday. So I said, okay. And I switched the switch in my mind. That's right. That goes, then he's got to get well. Nature will heal. God will heal. Yes. Animals respond quicker than humans because they're not going, oh, my rheumatism. Yeah, because we, yeah, we talked about that. On the last episode, we were talking about yes. this. Yes. So within 24 hours, his symptoms improved dramatically. Right. There was just a little blood, some, you know, but better. nothing like before. So by the time Saturday rolled around, my wife was able to find another another vet appointment sooner for Saturday morning. Near where she worked. Near where she was, yeah, where she was working. So we decided, okay, you could bring him then. Well, by the time Saturday came, he yes. slept through the night. And I'm like, he's healed. He's fine. I'll just take him on Monday. Right. Lori goes to work. And then all of a sudden, Mr. French started getting a symptom, his symptom again, a little bit of blood. So I called Ed. And I was starting to really punish myself right. with the guilt. Like You were going down. I was going down. I was saying, can you believe I did this? Yeah. I had it. I selfishly thought he was better. Right. And then Ed said, you cannot do the guilt. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And so I you got to stop punishing yourself. Yeah. Man. You cannot afford to think the guilt. And for some reason, that's another thing. By having friends that help smack us back upstairs, because I had a choice. No, I'm going to stay guilty. I'm going to keep beating myself or I go, all right, he's right. I clicked back in and I just got back. In, I was able to click back into that optimistic feeling like right. no, he's going to be fine. Right. And let me tell you, by the time Monday, he was fine. He, he did find those remaining two days. And by the time we took him on Monday, there was no blood at all. And, you know, they just put him on um, some medication yes. to see him through the rest of the two weeks. And he's doing fantastic, everyone. I mean, he, there's not even a, a symptom. It's amazing. It's, it's remarkable. But the moral of the story is, if I had stayed in that guilt, he would, that's what I thought. After you said, I thought, no, Mr. French will pick up on this energy. Yeah, right. This fearful, guilty energy. And that's going to thwart the yeah, healing force away. of love. Mm. So I had to get on board with it, yes. like it or not. And, man, it made a huge difference. I had a great day. And great. We're, We're all perfect. The yeah. timer's going off. By the way, Sue Hodgson let us know that RFD means rural free delivery. Wow. So thank you. That's from Ontario, Canada. Uh, coming up next, we we actually had I had a uh, story about silent silent unity that we'll talk about when we get to that part. Um, but coming up next, Dr. John Waterhouse vaccinates us with today's daily word: protected. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. Yes. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. 
Thanks for joining us after the break. Yes. We're back, and today's topic is love is the antidote. That's right. Here's a quick reading from Charles Fillmore. We snuck into the Fillmore Lounge at Unity of the West Side, where we speak sometimes yesterday. And this book was originally published in 1926, revised in 1934. It's called Talks on Truth. Just a few lines from uh, Mr. Fillmore, Papa Charlie. He says, make love alive by thinking love. Make wisdom the light of the world by affirming God's omnipresence and intelligence. See in mind the pure substance of God, and it will surely appear. And then Daryl has a Marianne Williamson quote. Yeah, this is a book called A Year in Miracles by Marianne Williamson. And we don't discount any uh, readings. That's right. You never know where we're going to find the never, Yeah, the medicine. So if there's a messenger that you don't particularly care for, the actual personality, the messenger, there may still be something in there that kicks you upstairs. So uh, this is from day 231, if you have this book. And it goes perfect with what we're what how to align yourself with love. Lay it, it says, me, Daddy through the authority of loving thought, I am given the power to turn any situation that is not love back into love by thinking about it differently. Today I choose to be miracle-minded. Where I feel fear, I will choose love. Where I see guilt, I will choose to forgive. Where I fear lack. I will choose to remember that in God, all things are possible. Miracles will intercede for my holiness whenever I choose love, bringing inner light into a darkened world. Today, I choose the power of God over the weakness of my ego to guide me and to set me free. Wherever there is love, there are miracles. Yeah, I love it. Charles Fillmore said there are no miracles, but... No matter how you look at it, the re- he was not saying that to discount that reading. He was just reminding us that that is divine order, that there's an order to life that's beyond what fear would have us believe, and it's natural. You can call them miracles, well, call them what you will, but it's natural for things wait, to work out wait, in our wait, favor. Wait, look. Matter of fact, look what she says in the last sentence. Miracles occur naturally when I use my mind to serve its purpose, there you which go. is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. So uh, let's see. Let's thank our listeners. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in, sharing the show. You could, uh, If you want to send us a message, you can go to our Facebook fan page, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or go to DarylandEd.com. There's a reading list there as well where you can order the books we read from. Yes. We're not making money off them, but I mean, we just want to make it easier for you to add it to your morning routine or your daily reading. Um, there's also a contact form. Go there. You can send us a message. It's very easy. Uh, if you want to send us something, parcel post, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Let's thank our chief engineer. He makes this whole uh, network run smoothly and sound great. His name's Jeff Comfort, and each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. Shout out to Message of Hope. They provide spirit, free spiritual materials to those in need. Their phone number is 866-421-3066. They're a shout out to the prayer line, 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729. They have an app. It's the letter U, the word pray. I recommend getting the the app. It's so easy to type in a prayer. Yes. And they will pray and send you an affirmative prayer in response if you like. And uh, I used it this week. A friend of ours, a fan of the show, uh, Bob Humphrey, his wife Penny was going through something. So, rat, like, this is why I love it. 
rather than just make a comment or something, which is fine too. That's a good way of sending love. But I went straight to the prayer line. I, I used my my app. I sent in a prayer on their behalf. I got an affirmative prayer back, passed it on to them today. And on behalf of Daryl and Ed, today I got a message from Bob saying that every that Penny was home and doing really well, feeling much better. It really is amazing. And so it's such a great and simple way. Um, and effective. Yeah, to, to get the fear out of my own mind, like with you and Mr. French, for get my own mind back in That's that right. healing, uh, living flow and out of fear. So, um, yeah, so the, again, you can call them at 800-669-7729. You can either pray with someone live or press 2 and just hear a pre-recorded prayer, which also sounds yes. great, or get the app, the letter U, the word pray. Now, the daily word. At the bottom of the DarylAndEd.com uh, website, it refreshes every day. You can read the daily word there for free or go to dailyword.com. You can read it. It refreshes every day there as well. But if you want to order it, it's a very, uh, very, very reasonably priced. Less than uh, three cents a day, folks. Daily reader that we use every day in our morning routine. It's been around for over, uh, no, for how long? Maybe a hundred, close to no, 100 years. years. A hundred years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, we recommend it. It's one of those things you read it and it, uh, it almost, it's, Almost always it's like, oh, wow, that was perfectly what I needed to be reminded about on this day. So, But to help us today with the Daily Word is our friend who we actually found him through the movie uh, was What, it, is, what, what is, is New Thought. Thought? And um, we were so touched by the joy and the lightness in his spirit and just the authority with which he speaks about these things. And for us, authority means someone who practices it. And speaks from experience. Well, you can tell the ones who practice it because they seem to be lighthearted and joyful. Yeah, and just like there's an awe. That's why yes. the word awe is like this recognition of this divine power and how it's on, you know, it's working in our favor and, and it's our job to tune into it and all of these things. But anyway, he's been on the show before. We're so happy to have him back. And that is the Reverend Dr. John Waterhouse. Hello, sir. Hey, guys. It's good to be back with you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for taking the time to yes. be with us. It's my um, delight. We are excited to talk to you because we know when we emailed you with the show description, you mentioned that you have some unique perspectives on love. And um, so... Shall I share those? That, yes. Wonderful. So uh, I've spent a lot of time working with Native American shamans and mm -hmm. some of the uh, real... Uh, amazing breakthroughs I've experienced were around love. Most people on the planet, I think, love, see love as an energy. They say it's something I can receive or something I can give. Mm. But a greater reality that I've discovered is that love is omnipresent like God. That, mm. that, that love is uh, the, the same thing as, as God. Uh. And that if God is present, then love is present and God is omnipresent. So yes. love must be there all the time. Uh, one yeah. shaman shared with me the idea that that love is the glue that holds the universe together. Wow. But what you know what? Is, it's yes. always there. So when we, we feel like we're not being loved, that's our illusion. That's falling into the fear, that mm. false evidence appearing real. And that's it's right. not real. The truth is, is that yes. the presence of the divine is always there. And so is love. <clears throat> and because of that, our job then is not to have love or find love. It's to recognize that it's right there with us. And I compare this to the, to the way we experience the sun coming up. We say, I love you. And that, that leads people to believe that you're saying that you're sharing love somehow. Mm. 
Mm. But what you're being is aware of the love in the presence of this beloved that you're talking about. And in right. the same way that you say the sun rises in the east, it really doesn't. We all know that. We know that the earth revolves and that as the, we move out of the shadow, uh, appears to us. <clears throat> and because of that, we, we, call, we say the sun is rising or the sun is setting in the west. That's not what's happening. So I don't want to ever change that. I'm fine to say the sun is rising because I love sunrises. But the right. is, is that is the sun is always shining. And yes. that there are times yes. where we are in the darkness and we can't see it. And then suddenly we can see it again. With love, it works the same way. When we forget that we are in a sea of love, we, yes. become, that, that we become frustrated and anxious and fearful and all those things. And then we remember that love is there. And when we live with that understanding of the presence of love, it is always there for us to choose to see. It is always there for us to accept. And when we do, we are empowered by that. And we can instantly move from being in the darkness to being in the light of love. And because of that, uh, when we change our perception that we are giving or receiving love, we're not. We're simply being aware of it. And then we can always have it no matter what. Yes. Right. Yeah, because it really look at it, but it really changed my perspective. Yes, it made me realize I'm never without the love. Yes, it's always there. Yes, well, because well, because I could because I know I I identify 100 percent because I could be walking along somewhere and notice something and it awakens the love, but I'm either giving like intentionally giving or that animal or incident I'm witnessing is intentionally giving me the love. It just seems just to be- becoming aware of it. Yeah, it's waking me up yes. from a mild sleep I was in, and I'm going, oh, yes. Yes. That's, and that's why I think more pointed out about miracles. It's like you said, you don't have to not, you don't have to go, I don't have to go around saying there are no miracles. It's just a reminder that the miracle is a description of what is happening all the time when, when we're, and, and when we're awake and aware, we, yeah. we, I think I cooperate more easily with it. I it's feel lighter to be dazzled by life. That's yes. what it is. It stops yes. us in our tracks and we go, Yes. Well, yeah, that's the way we should live our lives all the yes. time. Right. Like how, a sea of miracles. Yes. yes. And how, like, how it's like even the incident, how excited we got when we saw Officer John Purnell. It's the yeah. same. That's love, like being aware of love. Yeah. And it makes it, it what was so curious about it, too. I was thinking about it later how love really does just time and space mean nothing because then John Purnell told us, oh, I just. Happened to um, get held up in the office. I don't normally come at this time. Yes. You know, and I was just, it's like, did, was John Purnell happen to be thinking about us at that moment? Who knows how many factors were in play. Yes. And we just, because we were so joyful, we were just in the flow with it. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I love about this. It's the joy is the indicator that yes. I am in the flow with. And the joy transforms everything. Like Emmett Fox said, when I come from a place of joy and, and joyous expectancy, rather than going, it's hard, it's going to be diff, you know, like that hard and difficult is coming from the place where I've forgotten what's real. Yeah. And, and so that's why we also talked about having yes. is, is just an opportunity to remember. Yeah. Don't, don't get down on the funk. Be right. okay with it and go, this is my opportunity to, to jump into the, 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 the yeah. beauty of life again. You know, that, yeah, it's funny you say that because the, I felt, something different in me, which was 
I think in the past I would have been quicker to run away from it. But today I felt like, let me just settle into what these feelings are. Yeah. And then like, because I did that, it was like I surrendered to the natural flow and I felt like I connected with something in myself that I needed to connect with. Everything is a spiritual com- uh, experience yes. if you'll allow it to be so. Well, well, recently, like within the last year, a friend of mine dragged me into a planetarium. And the last time I was in a planetarium, I was like, oh, my God, this is a bore fest. You know, I was a young kid. Right, right. You know, it's dark and it's not like an action movie. You know, you're looking up at a fake sky. Right, sure. But in this particular planetarium. Yes. I couldn't believe what they were talking about. They started talking about how science and this was scientists' voiceovers and stuff throughout the little show, right. have, it's it's no longer what they believed it to be. It's more in agreement in a belief of what you were saying, John, and what we talk about on the show, and it was this. They were saying that it's not the matter itself, or even in space, the planets and the dust, all this, they were going down all the way to the tiniest little atom, the photon, and basically it came down to there's something in between it all. Wow. And unfortunately, the name of it is horrible because they didn't know what to call it. So they call it dark matter. <laughs> but I'm going, they're really talking about love because they're saying this. They can't really define it, but it keeps everything in, in precise order. And that that chaos is an anomaly, meaning it's not the norm. And I'm going, they're talking about yes. this energy, yes. this undefinable something that they're referring to as dark yes. matter. I, we couldn't believe me and my yeah, yes. me and my friends are going, why do they call it dark well, matter? It's his assistant, dark matter. I don't understand it yet. That's well, all. And, and yes. what's crazy is they they didn't even realize they're calling it dark matter, but everything they were like all the adjectives. They were using to describe it, and the 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 um the what it does, what they're right. what they're what they're concluding, how it's keeping everything in harmony, and it's I mean this is thousands of years after the word universe meaning one song, right. but I mean it's actually proving that it is one song, that yeah. it is harmonious, and that it's love, and that chaos and accidents. And seemingly negative things are not the norm. They are just an anomaly. And then homeostasis or love brings it back into harmony again. That's why we heal when we're sick. So when when you use the word chaos, it sounds like maybe you think that's negative. But what I've discovered chaos is, it's a form of order we haven't recognized yet. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. Because it doesn't lead. It always leads. Yeah, it's like a lack of understanding of yes. what that harmony yes. is. leads to God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times I've said, oh, no, what? What? why is this happening? And I'm going, oh, my God, thank God that happened. Dude, listen to this. Exactly. I, just, exactly. I just found this book yesterday, and there's a few sentences from H. Emily Cady. She says, how I use truth. And I just picked this up, and it's he, she says, when we've learned that God is our supply and that he is where whence comes all of our help, we shall no longer care whether pay is rendered for our service or not. We shall simply know that all things are ours now and out of the fullness of love we shall give freely. God's hand is sure. Your hand is God's hand now, today. It is full now. 
Give out of it mentally to all who call upon you whatever they need. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. This is reminding me of that feeling because if there's no lack, then it's so it's so much easier, and it's I just enjoy giving so freely. Yes, it's, it's lack is a perception. It's yes, right. yes. Let's hear the daily word that we yeah. uh, passed along because time is slipping by quickly. Oh my goodness, we're having so much fun. I know yes. it's awesome. And it's my job to read that, right? Oh, yes. Yes. I am ready. Here we go. Time, I am like one with God's protecting presence. Yes. If there are worry seep into my mind, I bring my thoughts back to God. I feel protected and safe as I realize that God's love and power live in me. In prayer, I affirm my inner divine light guides me at all times and in all things. I trust that nothing I face in life is greater than God. As a spiritual being, I know the power of God is always mine to call upon. I extend this knowing to my loved ones. I release them into the presence of God with this prayer. Wherever you are, God is. My word enfolds them in the presence of the divine love within them, which holds them securely no matter what they are facing. I have abiding faith uh, they are able to bravely face anything that comes their way. And so it is. Yes. Yes. Uh, so given everything that we've been talking about, John, when you read that, what, what comes to you with regards to this? It reminds me that we are always in charge. That when, when we set our intention and our understanding in a direction, the universe follows us and supports us in making that so. And that always works. It never fails. What, what fails is that we fall into that trap of thinking that we aren't powerful. And then, then we find ourselves in a, in a mess. But the truth is that we can do anything and that we can create the most beautiful things in the, that the world has ever seen if we're just clear enough to know who we are. For the divine dwells at the point of each of us. We have the power to create our lives in every way. And when we remember that, life is brilliant and wonderful. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, it just reminded me of a reading by Emmett Fox that I hang my hat on. It goes along exactly what you're saying. The reading is, I mean, the title of the reading is Great is Diana. And he's talking about the story of the, the Diana in the Bible. And just to make it uh, short and sweet for the listeners... It basically is reminding me that whenever I'm saying, oh, my God, what am I going to do with this problem? He says, anytime I'm doing that, I'm falling into the trap, the seduction of making something else my higher power. Yes. Instead of reminding that God is the higher power, that God is love, like you've been reinforcing on today's episode, John. And once I can bring it back to, wait a minute, God is the authority. God is always in power. God is omnipresent and God is good. Then my problem starts to diminish and my faith starts to go, I wonder what wonderful thing is going to come of this. Or I start to feel like with Mr. French, a switch clicks yes. when I'm just willing yes. to believe that. And I go, no, he's going to be fine. Yes. And I could feel it. Yep. Yep. And I would say, I would add to that, that we real, I realize that I am one with this God. Yes. And that, that I am that. That, that. that this God we're talking about is who I am. And that 
whoever else is involved is God too. Yes. And there's got to be yeah. something else going on than what my fear, my mind, when it's under that illusion of fear, is thinking. And I can't wait, like you said, to see how it unfolds. Yes. Oh, but by the way, John, before you go, we got a quick story. Yeah, we got this. It's, we got it off the TMZ website, so we can't confirm that it's true. But, but it's it said, about you. But it is about you. When he was just a young man and just getting into the healing arts, John Waterhouse and his rock band were playing a concert at the psychiatric hospital where he worked as a musical therapist. I don't know if everyone knows this in his congregation. During the show, the audience at the psychiatric hospital was a little too quiet for his taste. So John decided to do something about it. His enthusiasm got the best of him. And without thinking about where he was, he grabbed the microphone, pointed to the group and yelled, Are you ready to get a little crazy? <laughs> oh, here comes Enzo, the FedEx feline, with our mailbag. Dragging in the mail. Hot off the press, by the way, from Facebook, Sandy Page said, I'm so excited that I got to see you guys. It was perfect timing. I was quoting you today to my therapist about something that you guys used to talk about that really helped me out and I still use. I love you guys and I've missed you. Wow. Well, we love you too, Sandy Page from Chicago. Sienna Ollier, we don't have that much time, so I'm not going to read the whole letter, but her and her friends were talking about two things. One was one believed in angels, and they do these rituals to like get in touch with angels and spirits. And the other was about eating meat, and the other one said, I can't really feel loving when I'm eating meat. Um, you want to share what we were talking about with regards to that real quick? Yes, we have like we don't get down on anyone. I mean, angels, whatever you believe, if it's, if it's in a healthy way yeah. of like, I believe I'm supported. I believe I'm guided. There's angels. There's God's love and all like because we'll do that. Because yeah. sometimes you need a different perspective to get it. Your faith yeah. kicked in. But what we don't like to do to ourselves is if I don't do so many push-ups and sit in this fashion and do this, then magic's not going to happen. Yeah, because you got to think if it's a loving God or if it's a loving angel, would that person really need me to do things this exact way or forget it? I'm not going to help them. Right. That's and the part that we just have had to let go of a lot yes. of in our life with very, um, like that's exactly what John Waterhouse was just saying. The, the love is always there. It's always yes. coming and it doesn't require any beseeching. And the other thing I would re regard to diet years ago, I learned this from uh, a unity minister named David McClure. And Jesus said the same thing. Jesus was getting asked, should we fast? Should we not eat meat? We're eating pickled ham. What do we do? Yeah, right. And Jesus said, listen, man, what comes out of your mouth? is a lot more important than what you put in it. Meaning it's the thoughts we're thinking when we eat or the thoughts, if we're dieting out of punishing ourselves, then that's not. Or if we're not eating it because we think we live in a fearful, scarce yes. universe and it's like, or that, like all of those are, I think we like to look at okay. more like what's motivating, where's it coming yes. from? Because I got a, a, a good example that's not a great, ex that's not, that's actually a warning, he a warning. But David McClure said, Eat it or don't eat it, but get on with it. A good a friend of ours yeah. was very rigorous about not eating meat. If he saw anything to do with people eating meat, like a restaurant where they serve steaks and the traffic light would turn red, he'd lean on the horn the whole time. Yes, He, he was adamant about that. And I would tell him, I go, David, you're treating, because he was reading labels. I said, you're treating food as if it's poison. Food is not poisonous. Six months after this, yeah. he developed a uh, stomach cancer, mm -hmm. and he did not survive it. Right. And, you know, it's 
What, what, I, all I got to do is look at, okay, well, there might have been some contributing factors with the yeah. amount of anger and condemnation right, that he right. was feeling towards himself Yes. while he was eating. Yeah, yeah. So those are just a few thoughts we had about that. Christina Robom, we talked to her at, the, at our Saturday Facebook Live about journaling because she just got back into journaling. She's from Utah. And now... Um, she, Rather than just filling her journals with whatever thoughts are in her head, she uses her journals, or just Daryl calls it a journal because he's from New Jersey. But she fills it. If she if she hears something positive on yes. a video or something she's listening to or reading, she'll jot it down. So it actually yes. becomes something she can go back to yes. and be nourished by, rather than just a book that's holding on to whatever this yes. you know like the good the bad and the ugly yeah you know? so she's gotten back into journaling it's a practical way of using a journal that makes you feel good about being you she also loved the episode you've got the power with sarah negadari we recommend uh rock star sarah negadari uh take a listen to that episode if you haven't heard it before uh oh oh who is that john bon jovi john bon jovi what do you got for us john well, you guys probably didn't know the original lyrics to this song. You're going to sing it for us to I, take us out? Yeah, I'm going to sing a few bars. My producers aren't around, so they don't mind me. Are these I, the original lyrics? Yes, I'm going to spill the beans on the All original right. lyrics. Okay, ready? ready? Your love is like God's medicine. God's medicine is what I need. Boom, 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 boom. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl Ned. John Waterhouse, we love you. On Unity Online Radio. Your love is like God's medicine. God's medicine is what I need. Whoa, give it out just like God's medicine. God's medicine can cure every disease. Yeah! Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.